Welcome back to the RMP, you foolish, ridiculous people. How could you have the audacity to be a dreamer? How could you assume that anything that runs through your mind, unique, creative, impactful, what makes you think that you could do any of that? Why would the thoughts exist? I'm Zachary, your host of this motherfucking podcast. And if you want to hit me up, you can always email me at Zachary at therebelminded.com or check out my newsletter where everything's together and everything's free on Substack at therebelminded.substack.com. And we're here to question the mess as much of it as we can, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own terms. And I want to know how do we live life as our true selves, the self that will look into us at the end and ask us, did we do it? all now to do any of this requires a lot of questioning it requires a constant questioning of not what exists outside of you but what exists inside of you and the reason i said anything about dreams is because we it's super easy to pigeonhole ourselves into a corner about what is possible and it's not because we don't have what we need outside of us to do so. It really isn't. I was doing an interview today, one one that should show up next week in the podcast, and we were having a, a short informal discussion about the the plethora of things that ex- exist outside of you and your own story. And we talked about the the not just the different views and perspectives that we all have, but the worlds that exist outside of the one that you yourself play out, the one that you see, the one that you believe in, whether it's good or bad or anything in between. The fact is that whenever you discover something that is awe-inspiring, that is shocking, that is amazing, that gives you hope for a path in life or some sort of of new leveling up, whatever that may be, that's the world telling you that it was already there, that it already existed. You just happened to come across it by whatever means. And this happened to me the other day when I was looking at uh, nomadic lifestyle. And it's not to say that's exactly what I'm going to do, but I've had a poll for... A long time and I've I've had these things that have showed up in my life that are a repetition that are showing me something that my soul is after you know I've always I've always liked minimalism I've always liked the the striking awe of of environments um, I, I like the excitement and pressure of and discomfort of being in uh, a, a new area where I, where I have to find my way. Uh, there, there's things that just show up in our lives that we may not that may just not register until later down the road that tell us something about ourselves. So starting out, I just want to mention that on the forefront is that the more habitually you live your life exactly how you're living it now, without seeking new information, without, listening to the dreams and creativity that your mind is telling you and listening to the curiosities about what 
makes sense to you, about things that you love, about the lifestyle that you want to live, about anything that you could possibly be after. It's very easy to suppress those things. And it's very easy to assume that we don't have time to dream. But I want you to dream. I want you to be a skeptic a skeptic of yourself. I want you to question yourself. I want you to question your own foolish bullshit that you put up with day to day that keeps you small and start paying attention to the things that make you feel endless, that make you feel expansive, that make you feel like there's something more beyond where you are now, what you are now. Okay? I love you. I love you. So does Banksy Jesus. He also loves you. He's making a point. Um, Be a creator, not a consumer. And let's get on to the episode. This is episode 134. Let's hit it. The question I have for myself is, am I making a subconscious attempt to stop my own progress Or am I hitting a glass ceiling that I just refuse to push through? Have I made a set of excuses about it not feeling right? Me not having time to relax or me assuming I've lost my ability to be creative? Is this the push through? Is this the resistance? Is this where new life starts? Is this where I find clarity and understand myself and purpose? It makes sense that I would wallow in cloudiness and the discomfort of not knowing my mission when I don't work hard enough on it to see its value. So if I choose to be a writer, an author, a podcaster, does that also mean I need to know only one thing to write about? Maybe it's not what I write about, but the passion and expression of that writing. Maybe it's not so much about the words I say, but how I say them. What makes a good writer, a good anything, an influential one, a successful one? Can I be a mix of human and philosopher all at once? Can I be unique? Can I be Zachary Henson, the writer? So if I haven't mentioned him before, I'll mention him again. A guy named by the name of Stephen Pressfield uh, wrote a book called The War of Art. And in this, he talks about two things that exist from his perspective. He talks about the resistance and he talks about the muse. The resistance is the thing that is the friction to your life. It's the thing that stops you from pursuing anything that you dream about. It's the fear it's the hesitation, it's the procrastination. And he says the stronger that the resistance is, the more likely that that is the thing that you love. And he says something which I'm going to recite here about resistance and love. He says, resistance is directly proportional to love. If you're feeling massive resistance, the good news is it means there's tremendous love there too. If you didn't love the project that is terrifying you, you wouldn't feel anything. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. The more resistance you experience, the more important your unmanifested art, project, enterprise is to you, and the more gratification you will feel when you finally do it. Now, I've felt this repeatedly, repeatedly, and I'd like to say that it's more than anyone's felt, but that's very untrue. We all have our own 
relative anguish and discomfort when dealing with these things. But the closer you get to that resistance, the more often you feel it, the more, I want to say comfortable, but the more aware and the more wise you get to it, knowing it, knowing that it exists. And the thing that I've found is that I've always been in this in this naive sense that I will overcome whatever this resistance is, that once I've performed enough, that I will be able to get over that hump. And the real truth of that thing is that that resistance is never going to disappear. I'm going to get comfortable with it. I'm going to be friendly with it. I'm going to understand it, but I'm not going to let it control me. That is the whole idea for anything that you're after, in my opinion. And I know when I wrote this prompt that we started with, it was that I was feeling a lot of resistance. So the question is, why was I feeling so much resistance? Why have I felt less now and more then that what I was after couldn't be true and that my life was going to be easier and more clear if I took myself towards a path that was maybe more frugal or more comfortable or more exciting. There's times when then when I, I think about writing and podcasting and, and creating in general, and I think that it's too monotonous. I think that it's too uh, dull. But I think as we're shooting for something, we figure out that the monotonous, dull part of what we're after is just part of the 360 degree view of what it is that that thing has. And it's the curiosity, it's the incessant ticking that you feel, the, 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 the tampering of your brain that you can't seem to get away from, not necessarily the passion you have for it. I think the passion comes in moments. It's, it's the love, it's the understanding it's the drive to do something that makes us feel awesome about ourselves. But the real work of whatever it is that we're after is maybe not going to feel like that a lot of the time. And I think that what I was having problems with in this moment was I was so far away from my work because I, I tend to, to peck at my work repeatedly that I never got a momentum, a repeated pecking momentum that gave me rhythm, that gave me a consistent sine wave of work and dedication that would give me clarity. And without clarity, we get super hesitant and it's very easy for our work to be intermittent. Now, there is one point that I, I want to put out there, which is part of the reason that I moved to Texas was that we live in a world that is our own and we live in a world where we're adapted and conditioned that in a way that we don't understand otherwise so the people we're around the voices we hear the voices we hear in our own head the 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 places that we go out to and we act in a certain way is that world that we live in and 
what we sometimes have to do, in my opinion, is we have to suffocate that person. We have to, to take everything that we know about ourselves and move on from it in order to understand that that is not our identity or that that is something that we can live without. And moving from Austin, I lost my friends. I lost my family. I lost my connection to powerlifting. And everything changed for me. I'm now more alone than I ever have been. I didn't say lonely. I said alone. I've been, I'm more alone than I ever have been. So I can suffocate the idea that I need people. Not that I don't need people, but I can survive and I can work without people. And I can, I can work. I can know that I have all the time to work because I'm not distracted and I'm not trying to uh, use the excuse that I have to spend time with people to keep me from doing my work and not not having the people around me to continue powerlifting i've purposely and exhaustively and annoyingly not been working i'm no longer considering myself an athlete because i haven't worked out since i've been here i've worked out maybe four times and my mind told me my identity told me that I had to work out, that everything that was important to me, even my mental aspect, my mental clarity came from working out. And I've figured out that's not true. Now, is it not correct and is it unhealthy to not work out? Yes, I still agree with that. I think that physical activity and physical movement is still very, very important. It has a lot to do with um, mental clarity. It has a lot to do with energy. It has a lot to do with uh, our ability to be creative when we're, when we're able to physically put ourselves to the test and exhaust ourselves. But I've figured out after months and months of not moving that my mind doesn't fall apart just because of that. That what I'm after has to have some sort of real connection to me because I haven't lost my mind, right? Now, I don't condone this. I don't want everybody to do this, but I'm making a point that we have to be able to suffocate ourselves and get ourselves to the point where we no longer have excuses about what we can't do. About the barrier, quote unquote, the resistance that Stephen Pressfield talks about between who we are, the way that we're living, and who we want to be and the way that we want to live. It's a weird philosophy, I would say. But I think the greatest value and, and the greatest thing that I've learned is that Who we are oftentimes is not who we think we are. Who we're capable of being is not the person and the character or the personality or the, pup- the puppet that we've been played out to be. And maybe sometimes we need to put ourselves in a position where we're suffocated from everything that exists as part of our identity to prove ourselves wrong, to bring up our own questions about ourselves and decide that we're something more. And I think that's it. I think that what it takes for us to become something is, is far more of a story than it really takes to become that next thing. 
and a lot of action makes a difference. It makes a difference in the resistance, makes a difference in the clarity, it makes a difference in the positivity and the truth we can prove to ourselves about our lives. That's it for the thoughts for today. I love you all. I hope you guys keep doing whatever you need to do. Whatever it takes, I swear to I swear it's worth it. I was going to say swear to God, but you guys know how I feel about that. I swear it's worth it. Just whatever that you can't seem to get over or whatever you have love for or whatever you can't stand, make a mission out of it. Believe in, in whatever dreams that you're coming up with. Believe in whatever nonsensical thing, dramatic thing, God, unknown thing that makes sense to you that you think needs to be answered or taken care of or resolved and put your foot to the fucking floor. All right. I love you all. Peace. This is your host, Zach. Out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.